0: Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book Donovan chapter 9 Fay was humming Softly to herself when Donovan Came in from the barn He'd gone out without waking her And she was disappointed She'd been hoping that the night before Might have coaxed him to want her again But obviously that hope had been doomed She stopped humming when he walked in Her eyes a little shy and nervous Good morning She began searching for the right words he paused in the doorway, and he could have been playing poker for all the expression in his face. Her stiff composure told him things he didn't want to know. He pleased in the night. He'd hoped that things would change between them now that she knew what married life could be, but he wasn't reassured. She looked uncomfortable and poised to run. If she felt anything for him, it didn't show, and he needed some reassurance before he paraded his own feelings in front of her. His pride would take a mighty blow. She didn't care anymore. Good morning, he replied with Eagle formality. "Breakfast was ready. Almost. He turned "I'll call Jeff. Yes. And not a word was said, either about the night before or about what he felt. Faye watched him, surtipiously hoping to see some flicker of warmth in those silver eyes, but they never met hers. He was polite, nothing more. Faye left the table resolved not to expect anything from the encounter in the darkness. The night before was just as well, because that night he didn't come near her. The next morning, they went to church and then spent a lazy afternoon in front of the television watching old movies. There had hardly been three words spoken in front of Jeff, who looked worried. (laughs) Something bothering you? Donovan asked curtly after supper. Jeff looked uncomfortable. Yes, sir. Sort of. What is it? It's you and Aunt Faye. He said miserably, once in that face shock and Donovan's quick anger. I'm sorry, but if you two go into court tomorrow, looking like you do right now, I guess I'll be back in military school by the next morning. Could you pretend to like each other just while we're in court? No problem there, Donovan of Now you better get your bath and go to sleep. We've got a big day ahead of us tomorrow. When he left the room, <coughs> Donovan got up and turned off the television. <laughs> His eyes lingered on face, flushed cheeks for a few seconds before he spoke. He's dead, right? He told her. If we don't present a I front. He won't be able to stay here. I know. She folded her hands in her lap and clenched them, staring at her nails. I don't want to... I don't want him to have to leave, Donovan. Whatever you think. His broad shoulders lifted and fell. In an offhanded gesture, he lit a cigar and stared at its tip. I shouldn't have lost my head night before last, he said tersely. It made things worse between us. She didn't know how to answer that. She picked up one of her fingernails and didn't look up. It was my fault, too. Was it? You didn't seduce me, honey, he drawled. She sighed heavily. I'm not on the pill. She said, hesitating. Yes, I know. And you? Well, you didn't do anything. That's right. He was like, keep going. He cleared her throat, glancing up at him. You might have made me pregnant. One corner of his mouth curving. There's an old family christening gown around here somewhere. My great grandmother made the lace that's edged in. There's a high chair and even a cradle. That day back to the first settlers in Jacobsville. Face green eyes softened as they met hers. Her cheeks warmed as she looked at him. I, I have a baptism to set too. The furniture's all gone, but there's one antique that <laughs> great Aunt Tessa kept. I. A silver baptismal bowl. I saved it from the auction. The mention of her deceased relative made his expression become grim. He averted his face, smoked a cigar, still pacing On You inherited a lot of money, he said. Can't you keep the furniture? Or don't you want it? I have no place for it in my apartment, she said simply. Spun on his ear, Leonard. This is your home. There's no way on earth you're leaving here until I know if you're pregnant. She started. It's unlikely. Why? Because it was the first time? He asked with mocking amazement. It's his sophistication attitude anchored her. Can't we talk about something else? He asked to believe, Sure. He raised the cigar to his firm lips. Felt optimistic for the first time. She still reacted to him. She couldn't hide the way he affected her. It made him feel proud to realize she was just as helpless, attracted to him as he was to her. Now if only her heart was involved. Why don't you sleep with me tonight? He asked since she was in after all, one more time isn't going to make much difference now. You don't want me to stay here, she said. I don't want a child who has to grow up without his father. I didn't say I didn't want you to stay here, he returned. You did so, she enraged standing. You said that you didn't want me anymore because my great aunt died and let me rich again. You let me go to Florida all by myself. Not quite. Henry went with you. He pointed out. She continued as if he hadn't interrupted. And then he said, "I could find somewhere else to live." I didn't say that. He murmured. Surely not. Yes, you did. That was before I slept with you, of course. He pointed out, letting his eyes punctuate the flat statement. Now I'm hopelessly addicted. Any woman would do. She murmured. Not really. Or, or I'd, or I'd have I've had a few in the past year or so. It all but lost. I all but lost interest in sex until you came along and knocked my legs out from under me. A likely story after the things you did to me night before last. She stopped very suddenly, her head going to her mouth. As she realized what she said, she sat down to get her. I have experience, Fay," he said softly. She. She flushed. I noticed. You might consider that those early encounters made your life a little easier. She stared at her feet, still smothering. He did things to me that I'd never even read in books. (laughs) I'll tell you a secret, honey, he mused, putting out a cigarette, cigar. Before he came to kneel between her legs, where she sat rigidly on the sofa, he was almost on level with her shocked eyes as he looked at I've never done them with anyone. I've never done with anyone some of the things I did with you and never could. Couldn't you? She whispered, No. His hands caught her waist, pulled gently, suddenly overbalancing, so that she landed breathlessly on his chest. He rolled, pinning her under him on the big throw rug. As he held her eyes, one long leg inserted itself between both of hers, and he moved slowly. I want you again now, he told her, his body screaming. Screaming it in the intimate embrace, his lean hand smothering blankly over her soft breast in the beginning to slip buttons out of buttonholes. But the door she began. isn't closed, I know. He slid his hand inside her bodice and under her soft brawl to find even softer flesh. His fingers gently caressed it, and she harched, gasping. I'm going to carry you to bed now, he breathed, he breathed, and I'm going to do all those things I did two nights ago. Right now, he got to his feet and picked her up shifted her gently as he carried her down the long hall and into his bedroom, he placed her on the bedspread, went to close and lock the door. Then he stood at the foot of the bed, his black hair half in his eyes, his face devoid of expression, his body blatantly aroused, She's up onto her elbows, feeling minute and hotly desired, her green eyes lost in the glitter of his grey ones. He nodded slowly, and then he moved toward her, but just as he reached her, bent over, warmed her mouth with his breath in delicious tints, but of Provocation. The telephone rang noisily on the bedside table. Donovan stared at it blankly. Said for a moment, he didn't even realize what was making the noise. Impatiently, jerked up the receiver and spoke into it. Familiar, sarcastic voice came over the line. "Brad Danner, Jeff's stepfather. I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Donovan." He told the angry man on the other end of the line. "You think that sham wedding is going to make any difference in a custody suit? You're very wrong." It isn't a sham marriage, Donovan said tersely without looking at Fay, was sitting shocked and disoriented beside him now on the bed. I'll let you prove that tomorrow. Take good care of my stepson, won't you? I'm looking forward to having him home again. Yes, it would be something of a luxury, wouldn't it? Donovan asked highly when you stuck him in a military school with his first show of spirit. One of you in the family is enough, the other man <laughs> replied, obviously straining to keep his temper. All my marriage life... Debbie threw you up to me. Nothing I did was ever right, ever ever the same thing you would have done in my place. My God, you don't know how I hated you. Debbie always had a tendency to romanticize everything, Donovan said courtly. After Dad died, I was all she had. As for her opinion of you, he added with mocking amusement, I had nothing to do with it. And you were a spineless complainer from day one. Don't tell me the dowry I gave her wasn't the real inductment du- to get you to the altar. You spent half of it the first week you were married to Debbie on your mistress. The other receiver slammed down. Dolvin slowly replaced his, chuckling with bitter amusement. Ah, just would be guardian, he said non-tweckling. He fancied himself a man. Imagine that. <laughs> He might have loved your sister. I Man, really? If he did, why was he involved with another woman before, during, and after the marriage? The woman he's married to now, by the way. Debbie's insurance money set them up real well. He made sure that Jeff was mentioned as a beneficiary. He sounds very mercenary, she said. Like, well, he thinks he can prove that our marriage is a fraud. He said his eyes are on It's imperative that we act like lovers. you understand that? She nodded. Her eyes fell to his broad chest, where her shirt was unbuttoned over a thick mat of curly black hair. I understand. Her lips parted with helpless hunger, but she lowered her eyes so they wouldn't see how she felt. That's why you brought me in here, isn't it, Donovan? So that I would show in court tomorrow that we'd been intimate. He hesitated, but only for an instant. Yes, he exactly. said, that's right. I wanted to make you look well, so that I wouldn't risk losing Jeff. I see. Her defeated expression made him wild. He might run away if he gets sent back, don't you see? He's high strong. I can't let that happen. He's all the family I have left in the world, Fay. Hey? She stood up a little long to decide. Funny, she said as she turned. Once upon a time I thought it was part of your family. It just shows sh- it just goes to show how money can warp you. Being rich must have made me stupid. He rammed his hands into his pockets, felt guilty, he didn't like it. She was rich. She had the world. She didn't need a poor husband and a ready-made family anyway, even if he wanted her for keeps, which he didn't. He had one scandal to live down. He couldn't take another. He only hoped he hadn't made her pregnant, and the feverish coupling would have made her life impossible because he knew he'd never be able to turn his back on his own child. She'd be trapped then. And so would he... <laughs> It's just as well the brat interrupted us," he said seriously, thinking, well, "I've been on for careless about taking precautions. It's just as well if we don't take any more risks." I'll see you in the morning, Fay. It was a dismissal. He looked as unapproachable as a porcupine. They couldn't understand why he'd bothered trying to seduce her in the first place. Now he seemed concerned about not making her pregnant. She left him there and went to bed, hurt and bitter, and totally confused. She dressed very carefully for court the next morning in her off-white suit and leather high heels. She carried the one designer purse she had left and wore a very becoming and very expensive spring hat. She looked what she was, a young woman with a breed, with breeding who'd been raised to be a lady. Donovan in his pale gray suit was openly appreciative of the way she looked. In fact, he could hardly keep his eyes open and he look lovely, he said. She made it a school's I thank you, darling, she said, playing her part to the hilt. Only her eyes gave the show away, because they were like two green pieces of ice. His hot-cold attitude had worn her out. She was giving up all hope of a happy marriage, but first she was going to help Jelf out of his predicament. It was a matter of honor. She give given her word. <laughs> Very nice, she replied Quirk. You'll convince anyone who doesn't look at your face too closely. I can handle that. She pulled the hat's matching veil down over her nose. Now... One wife, probably accounted for, ready to go on stage. He stiffened and turned away, his anger evident, and blatant just came out of his bedroom in his suit. He looked from Fay to Donovan. Well, I guess I'm as ready as I will be, but I'm sure not looking forward to it. Neither are we, Donovan said. All the more reason to get it over with as soon as possible. Try not to worry. He had to gently, placing an affectionate hand on the boy's stoop shoulders. And stand up straight. Don't let him think he's got you... Baffled, yes, Uncle Don. He heard Faye and Jeff out to. He heard Faye and Jeff out to the car and drove them to the county courthouse in silence, filled with worried looks and cigar smoke. Brad Danner wasn't at all what Faye had expected. He was short and redheaded and looked as if he had a massive ego. So here's the brand new Mrs. J.D. Langley. Red said mockingly, shaking off the firm hand, the suited man who was probably his attorney. Well, it won't work. You might as well go back to whichever bar he found you in at and throw in your chips. He'll never pull this off. I've got too much on you. Have you indeed? Faye asked, enjoying herself now. Actually, Donovan did find me in a bar. She leaned closer, but it didn't work there. Oh. So course not he agreed admirably and laughed as he turned back to the bleach blonde with the over lipstick in the mouth he was obviously pregnant and almost certainly his wife donovan motioned for faye to sit down at the table with him jeff had already been taken away by a juvenile officer for the course of the hearing Formalities had to be observed once they was, those were out of the way donovan's attorney an elderly man with keen eyes and alarming dignity offered brad's attorney. The opportunity to present his case first. Donovan looked nervous, but Mr. Flores only smiled and winked. Brad's attorney got up and made a long speech about the things Brad had done for his stepson, most recently, having enrolled him in a top flight educational facility, which would lead him to an admirable career. We do concede that mister Donner has no blood relish relationship with the boy, as does Mr. Langley. However, despite his hasty marriage and an attempt to present a stable home environment, Mr. Langley overlooked some one small detail. He neglected to keep his new wife close to home. Fay and Donovan exchanged puzzled glances. The opposing attorney opened his briefcase and dragged out several photographs of Fay with her uncle on the way to Florida. <laughs> in that Tessa's apartment where they stayed until the funeral was over. <laughs> this is the kind of monkey business the new Mrs. Langley gets up to when her husband's back in turns. The attorney said hotly, glaring a Faye, as if she was her right father, more than a moral example for a young boy. Donovan chuckled. Ugh. You call know, these photographs amazing, Mr. Langley. You have been married for only a matter of days, I believe, when Mrs. Langley and her gentleman friend were alone. You are from here, are you? Don't have been asked to the attorney. Apparently, neither. Is your private detective? Using a private detective, he's a friend of mine. He used to be in intelligence work during the Korean War, Brad said stiffly. Using a private detective, he's a friend of mine. He used to be in intelligence work during the Korean War, Brad said stiffly. But you won't lie your way out of this. That man photographed my uncle, Faith said. She glanced at Judge Ridley. He was an old friend of her family, and who was also trying not to break up. I'm afraid so. Judge Ridley, really a great wife in the understitial smile. I've, saying, I've known Henry for years. <sighs> if he's her uncle, why does he have the same surname? She does, the other attorney. Henry, Henry is Faye's mother's brother. Judge Ridley explained. Shirley, your detective. checked." <laughs> he said Donovan had probably found her at a bar. Brad began. <laughs> Mrs. Langley and her uncle went to Florida to make the final arrangement for Mrs. Langley's great aunt. Donovan's attorney clarified. As for your friend's assertion that Mrs. Langley worked in a bar, let me assure you that nothing could be further from the truth. In point of fact, she was a debutante, and now with the death of her great aunt, she stands to inherit a large share of the estate. Brad looks sick. I'm also. Reliably told, Judge Ruby by the young boy whose custody is in question that his uncle and Mrs. Langley have a warm, loving relationship, which gives, which gives him a much needed feeling of security. Your accusation that the marriage is fa- fraudulently hardly occur- concurs with the home life the young man describes. You do anything to get Jeff, even pretending to be happily married. Ask him if he loves her, he challenged the judge. Go ahead, he never lies. Make him tell her how he really feels about her. Face it up. I know how my husband feels about me, Mr. Danner. She said simply, I also know how you feel, how you feel about him. Jeff is only a pawn to you, but he's a flesh and blonde blood boy to Donovan. They're very happy together. Jeff will get a good education in caring company, and it won't be in a military school where he isn't even allowed weekend visits home more than twice a year. If you wanted him so badly, why send him away in the first place? Good question," the judge agreed. He stared at Brad, who was slowly turning red. "Answer it, please. My wife is pregnant," Brad said shortly. "Jeff makes her nervous. Isn't that right, honey?" "I fail to see why you sought "I fail to see why you sought custody, Mister Danner." The judge persisted. "I'll tell him," Bradley, the blonde, muttered. "She's sanded a nail to perfection. He only wants the inherit insurance money. He's afraid if he loses custody, hope to give Jeff his share of it." And he's already spent it. You idiot. Brad raged at his way. What's so terrible about the truth? she asked, careless on concern. You were so scared of your brother in law finding out. Well now he knows. Big deal, well, it's only a thousand dollars anyways. If you hadn't brought that stupid boat, you could have afford to pay it back. The courtroom interrupted, for the fur stopped flying. They got a glimpse of the real Brad dinner. And she was very sorry for his second wife. By the time Faye and Donovan left the courtroom, with custody of Jeff and the promise of repayment of the insurance money Jeff should have had, Faye's head was whirling. Aunt Faye, I'm so relieved. Jeff laughed and hugged her impulsively. I can stay. Isn't it radical? (laughs) Yes, radical, she agreed heavily. And you and Uncle Don fooled them all, he added. Everybody thought you were the most devoted couple anywhere. That was the joke of the century, all right, Faye said quietly and made Donovan's angry eyes over Jeff said, Congratulations, you got what you wanted. Yes, he said, I've got everything I wanted. She smiled coolly, grateful for the veil that hid her sadness, put an affectionate arm around Jeff as they walked toward the car. Donovan walked a little behind them. He didn't know how he felt exactly, but elated wouldn't have covered it. He was glad to have Jeff with him, of course, but in the process he was certain to lose Fay. That shouldn't bother him. Fay was rich. He wasn't. Their lifestyles would never mix, and everyone would think he married her for her money. Hell, they probably thought it already. He laughed at his own folly. Even if he divorced her, they say he was after a big cash settlement in return for her freedom. They would say, like father, like son. Suddenly, the public censor that had worried him so much before fell into place. If he knew what his motives were, did it really matter what a few small-minded people thought? It was usually the hypocrites who gossiped Anyway, the people who lived public lives of high morality and private lives of glam. Glaring impurity, the few friends he had wouldn't sit in judgment on him. So why was he agonizing over his plight? He glanced at Fay hungrily. Hell, he wanted her. He'd grown used to having her around the house. He enjoyed watching her stumble attempts to cook edible meals. He liked the smell of her perfume when he stood close to her and the way she fussed over him and Jeff as if it really mattered to her that something might happen to one of them. He liked her, most especially sliding under his body in bed, giving her... Giving him her warmth and exquisite sensuality, giving him ex- ecstasy that even in memory could make him weak in the knees. He wanted to stay with her. He wanted a child with her. Was it too late? Had he done too much damage? Suppose we stop off at the pizza place and get a Supreme to go. Yes, after all, we are celebrating. Good idea. We'll give Aunt Faye the night off. Donovan agreed. He's just tired of bouncing biscuits and black steak," she told Jeff with a side. I guess one well-cooked meal won't kill us all. Jeff laughed, but Faye didn't. Now that Donovan had Jeff, she wondered how much time she had left. until so Donovan wandered around of his life for good. End of chapter 9.